I'm sure I saw her. At the end of a long corridor, there was this weird light. Honey, I know finding out about Susan was a shock. I wasn't dreaming or sleepwalking. It was as real as... Up that door, Susan will never be able to get out. Melissa, listen to what you're saying. What on earth would she be doing in the attic after all this time? I don't know. Good evening, gut buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. Hi, it's Candace. It's Seamus. And this is episode number 240. We're talking Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tale of the Dollhouse. No. What? <laughs> That's not the name of it. It's a... Oh, no, did he give away your <laughs> name and Did you episode? just name the episode? <laughs> Oh, okay. No, no, no. I didn't. But. <laughs> this is the doll maker. You the said dollhouse doll right before we started, so oh, it's just I? in my head. Oh, like, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. It was a trap. <laughs> well, I think it, maybe we just have the conversation now. Why the uh, doll maker sure, is just sure. not the best name for <laughs> yeah, this episode? Nobody's making dolls. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong. Well, the house is making dolls. Yeah, the house you, is the doll maker, presumably. Uh, yeah. I, I would also propose that they've listed it, I believe, as one word, and maybe if it was mm. hyphenated, doll maker. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It implies more action than than role. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that voice you hear is Seamus. Uh, I think Seamus, you've never been on, so we got to properly introduce you to our audience here. You've been our friend for a long time. Yes. Uh, we love you. Thank you. Um, Mutual. We've we've done the podcast. There have been times we've done it in your presence, but you've not been on. So this is like a get for us. The last episode <laughs> we were talking about how like this is essentially like getting a celebrity. Um, why don't, why don't you Whoa. why don't you tell the people a little bit about why you're finally doing the podcast because something big has happened in your life this year yes that that's true and thank you you, you do me too much uh, too much honor that, I'm, I'm just I'm just glad to be here so so I'm a little bit of a unique take as, as I have no business being in the presence of these wonderful people as when when I was growing up we actually did not have cable so like for me the 90s feeling of nostalgia is like Animaniacs, Freakazoid, Gargoyles, yeah. things yeah. like that. Like yeah. seeing kids, I'm like, yo, did you see Waynehead this weekend? <laughs> things like that. And so, like, I, I never actually saw Nickelodeon when it was running. And so, it's something that with you know everything streaming and everything the way that it is, uh, my wife is actually a big Nickelodeon fan. And so she was like, oh, have you ever seen Afraid? Of, are you afraid of the dark? Naturally, no, I hadn't. So we started re-watching some of the episodes, and then I slowly was, you know, coming in with um, seeing these as a, as a grown adult, and they're like, okay, these, these are enjoyable, and actually yeah. having some context to it. So it's really the, the first Nickelodeon show I've actually mm. ever seen more than, like, a snippet of, instead of seeing Doug on ABC and being completely confused. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were... I, I was very excited when this this I found out this was happening. Um, you've been kind of sending updates. You're, you're, the problem is, well, you're watching it. However, you're watching it, it's non chronological, right? It's um, it is now. 
Oh, oh yes. Okay, so uh, tell us about this. Okay, so so before I, I don't remember what streaming service we're using. I think it could have been Paramount Plus, mm-hmm. but the whatever, however they delineated the rights and, and who did whatever, uh, there were there were the seasons were sparse. There were missing episodes here yeah. and there. So like for example, the the Dollmaker episode was one that I had not seen, but I ended up uh, we ended up getting our hands on some. Uh, quote-unquote discographies off of eBay, <laughs> which are just bootlegs that are very well done. They're good. Nice. They're, they're, they're good. Nice. They have all the episodes. Yeah. So we're actually able to start from the beginning. Nice. And we're still in season one now, so we just saw, like, the, the um, super specs and, mm-hmm. and ones like that. So yeah. making the way through, but, you know, we kind of kind of had a buckshot approach to some of the later yeah. episodes. Oh, boy, I can't wait for you to get to season six and seven. <laughs> I am. Is, gonna, is that the re- You're going to come on back. Uh, it's kind of is, kind of not, like, Tucker's still part of season six and seven, but it's pretty much otherwise a whole new crew. Mm. Yeah, get ready. Um, I'll up. <laughs> uh, as Andrew said, we are talking Dollmaker. And Candace, is this your first ever Are You Afraid of the Dark with us? Yes, I think so. I, I famously was too scared to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? So. Famously. <laughs> Everybody in Ohio does. Word did get around. It felt like it. Um, and uh, how did you enjoy yourself here? Without saying what you thought about the episode, like was it nice to kind of dip your toe into Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, I like it. I mean, I'm, I've really been gearing up for Podtober. Yeah. Um, and Spooky Season's one of my favorite times, so I'm mm-hmm. open to that idea. <laughs> Sure. I, I don't want to reveal my rating, so yeah. I'm going to stop. Okay. Have you only watched one episode? Ever? Ever? No. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, I, I, I like come across it. Mm. Or even sometimes listening to you all, then I'm like, okay, what are they talking about? Uh. Um, <laughs> ever. Like, on every episode, I'm like, what are they talking yeah. about? But um, she, so, hasn't, like, she hasn't been able to stop watching The Tale of Badge. Okay. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> that makes sense. I, I, I'm like a... I socially... I partake in Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm. Okay. Cool. Now that I'm, you know, old enough to not have nightmares. About it. it sounds yeah. like it sounds like a healthy thing for a 30-something-year-old to, like, you know, every once in a while, check it out. So I'm not doing a freaking podcast about it. Everything in moderation. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was good to get, get to this one, though. Yeah. yeah. Finally. Yeah. Feels like a long time coming. Yeah. All these Are You Afraid of the Darks kind sure. of do. Yeah, I guess yeah. they do. Yeah. Uh, well, this episode, The Tale of the Dollmaker, aired February 5th, 1994. Ooh, mm. right around Andrew's birthday. What about yeah, a nice little yeah. treat for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, this would have been season three, episode five, so we're really into the meat of the series here. Mm. And we've never talked about February of 94, and it's a pretty good month. Uh, some interesting stuff here, so uh, you want to hear a little bit about it? Absolutely. All right, so here we go. Jeff Galuli pleads guilty for his part in the attack on American Olympic figure skater Nancy Kerrigan. Mm. Uh, He also implicated his ex-wife, Tanya Harding. (laughs) Big time event. Love that. Love that. (laughs) Well, like as a cultural event. Yeah. I mean, you wanted to see Kerrigan get it. Okay, no. (laughs) Strike this from the record. Redacted. (laughs) Uh, President Bill Clinton lifts the U.S. trade embargo against Vietnam. Um, me- uh, famed civil rights leader Megar Evers, who was murdered, um, the guy who killed him, Byron D. LeBeckwith, uh, is finally sentenced uh, to life in prison after 30 years. 
Uh, that actually happened on the same day that this episode aired. Uh, the Scream, the painting, you know, with the guy. On, mm. uh, yeah, uh, it's a Norwe- Norwegian uh, piece done by Edvard Munch. Uh, it was stolen in Oslo on, in February of '94. <laughs> oh, Can no. I pause for a, a spooky story? I'd love it. One time, I won a pumpkin carving contest at my job, and I, I carved that face. Oh, and it nice. was like an art. It was supposed to be like an artistic rendition onto the pumpkin. Didn't you go? Huh. Didn't you go to Oslo in '94? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> like for you. Okay, this all makes sense now. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. that's cool. Um, some little Cleveland stuff. Cleveland Indians owner Richard Jacobs announces he will pay ten million dollars to name the baseball field Jacobs Field. Uh, oh, yeah. Fun fact. For Clevelander, a lot of Clevelanders still call it that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was hard to give up. Um, Harry Styles is born this month. Hmm. You might know him. Heard of him. Uh, Dakota Fanning is born uh, February of 94. Um, and Jack Kirby, uh, the American cartoonist behind X-Men, Spider-Man, Hulk, Captain America, dies uh, the day after this episode aired at the age of 76. Oh. I might think he maybe caught it. This spooked him. To him. <laughs> <laughs> might have, may, may have done the trick. <laughs> uh, TV uh, of February 94 shows that premiered Where in the World is, or Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego. Mm. Oh, sure. Uh, also, the Aladdin animated series mm. and a show I never, I don't think I know. It was called Thrashed on MTV. Thrashed. <laughs> No, no. Aladdin was good though. The show. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. What was that on Disney? Mm, it must have been yeah. Saturday morning cartoon. No. It's a Disney movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know what you're saying. Um, you maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. It just sounds like maybe I was like too poor to watch it or something. It seems like I did. We didn't have Disney back then. Like at mm. some point, it became. Yeah. Like it was a specialty channel I see for what a while. You mean. Yeah. Disney '94 may have not have been a thing quite yet. Was it on ABC as well? That's what I was thinking. I don't know. I don't know. Well, well, this is <laughs> not, not the Aladdin podcast. <laughs> it's not the Aladdin podcast. All right. Uh, ended that month. Saved by the Bell, the college years. Mm. That sure. seemed, that blew my mind. 94? Not in a million yeah, that years. Does seem early. Yeah, not in a million years would I have guessed. And one of my favorites ended that month. Bonkers. Um, you remember Bonkers? Oh, no. the, I know he, he was the, the cop, right? The yeah, cop. the cartoon, like, yeah, really yeah, yeah. wacky. Okay. Uh, <laughs> bonkers was great. Thank you. Okay, there we go. A little bonkers energy in here. Uh, music, um, All for Love, Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting uh, for one week. Hmm. I don't know if I know it. And all for no okay i could be wrong um (laughs) and for three weeks that month the power of love by celine dion oh great song is it oh yeah i actually don't i just can't think of it i'm not gonna sing it okay (laughs) uh other albums released that month green day dookie Hmm. february 1st uh, the Reality Bite soundtrack, which was a pretty big deal. I liked it. Uh, Sublime, um, Cake, Beastie Boys, uh, Crooked Rain by Pavement comes out that month. Uh, Willie Nelson and Jawbreaker all release wow. albums that month. Good, good, yeah. diverse month. Uh, number one movies of February of 94 for two weeks. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Love it. 
Came out February Even 1st still. of that year. Oh, still great. <laughs> then for one week on Deadly Ground. Don't know it. No. But then back again at the end of the month. Ace Ventura. <laughs> oh, <I forgot> <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the block was only temporarily busted. <laughs> other, month, uh, other movies released that month. My Girl 2. Uh, Blue Chips and Reality Bites. Hmm. And the only video game I could find that was released that month was Sonic the Hedgehog 3 for Sega. Mm. So. That's uh, okay. okay. You know. Yeah. That's cool. But that's a little <laughs> bit about February of 94. Should we get into this iconic, iconic episode? <laughs> the Tale of the Dollmaker? Oh, before we do, I guess uh, we didn't do our Midnight Society intros. Oh, yeah, yeah. So as, as we like to do, uh, we'll hear this clip from... Um, the goddess herself, Betty Ann, and her, how she introduces this story. Most people think dolls are just toys, but they're really like perfect little people. Sometimes they're so lifelike that it's almost as if the doll maker took a person and shrunk them down to doll size. But that's not how dolls are really made. Or is it? Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story The Tale of the Dollmaker. Okay. Andrew, do you want to give us a spin on your sure. Midnight Society? This was a tough one. Um, I know I say that about a lot of things, but <laughs> it's true this time. <laughs> People assume dolls are either lifeless toys or they're the kind that come to life when you're sleeping. But what if there was a third kind of doll? One that used to be alive, but now is something in between. Submitted for the approval of the Big Orange Couch. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Very nice. Candace, do you want to give us uh, your Midnight Society intro? Sure, I could try. (laughs) A doll is like a person. They have a person face, but small. Person hands, but small. Person legs, but small. Have you ever been scared of a doll? Even if they're small? Submitted for the approval of the Big Orange Cat. Wow. Wow, very good. Very much in in line with Betty Ann's (laughs) thinking on this thing. (laughs) I I do have a question, though, about the intro. Yes. I I was shocked to see... Tucker's disgust for it being a doll story. When when Betty really? pulled that doll, I went, "Oh no, that's not good. I don't like this." Like, could be creepy. You're saying? Yeah, and he yeah. was he was like, "Oh, a doll story," and he was he was not into it very much. And yeah, that kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, because dolls can, especially old dolls, are super weird. Yeah, that's true. Agre- I agree. Like, this is not even but maybe, that unique. But maybe yeah. the doll she pulled out wasn't creepy enough. It was mm-hmm. like a pretty modern looking girl doll. Wasn't like a scary doll. Okay. <laughs> but I do get the gripe. Um, yeah. But you know, Tucker's—he's a punk. Yeah, he's got a niche. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for mine? Ooh, yeah, yeah, I guess. All right, all right. I guess. Most most people think dolls are just toys, but that but they're really like perfect little people. <laughs> Sometimes they're so lifelike; it's almost as if. The doll maker took a person and shrunk them down to doll size. But that's not how dolls are really made. Or is 
You just read hers. <laughs> yeah, if you think for a second I'm changing the okay. word of Betty okay. in the intro. So you did not do one. Okay. Well, oh, uh, listen, listen, she nailed it. Betty Ann always nails nailed it. it. Nailed it. And I'm not going to improve on something that's already perfect. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, just I mean, l- just and- let me have my bit. <laughs> <laughs> this was definitely one of the more ridiculous intros I felt. It was like it sounded almost like a fake intro. <laughs> it, it, it did. I the part that really stuck it was, or is it? Like, did you? you they just didn't know how to end it. Yeah. They were like, oh, well, the whole concept. I've of written like- myself into a hole here. Uh, <laughs> The whole concept of like taking a, a doll is like taking a person and shrinking them down. It's like, well, literally, yeah. That's, yes. That's a doll. It's their <laughs> yes. The, yeah. That's also the angle I took of like, okay, yeah. uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I really buckled under pressure and I was like, you know what? Betty Ann is just, I'm going to keep championing her, championing her, championing her. Uh, so. All right, Andrew, do you want to get us started? Sure. So over at the Midnight Society... Sam catches Tucker as he barrels into the campsite and almost lands in the fire. (laughs) Gary explains that he told Tucker about Betty Ann's weird stories and that Tucker has been looking forward to the meeting ever since. His Mm. tune changes, though, when she takes a doll out of her bag and he threatens to sleep through her story. But when he hears her intro, he can't help but listen in. Good thing this was not a versus episode because this Midnight Society segment rules. Every segment should start with people just buzzing about Betty Ann, telling a story. And almost falling into the fire. <laughs> just so excited to get there. That's the right Children reaction. Children in danger. <laughs> it's fine. Um, it makes sense. It's a good energy. Episode. It's a good energy to start with. Mm. And then Tucker playing like hard to get is also a kind of a classic. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, man. To rush, Slick. Betty Ann's up tonight. I told him Betty Ann tells really weird stories, and he's been looking forward to it ever since. Ooh, pressure's on. This better be good. I'll see what I can do. Classic. <laughs> sure, it's, it's fine. He's still pretty new at this point, right? This is only yeah, his yeah. fifth episode, so. Betty, Betty Ann explains that Melissa spends weekends now and then at her aunt and uncle's house in the country where she looks forward to seeing her friend Susan Henderson. I like, uh, just want to mention that Susan Henderson has a full name, but Melissa doesn't. I like <laughs> not, something not funny once. about that. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. That's really? Not... Wow. I caught the Henderson part, but I never realized that Susan did, or Melissa didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And especially in the, her aunt and uncle, same. Just first names. Mm-hmm. Peter and Sally. Sally, okay. Some name will come up later. I oh. forget wh- where it came from now. But uh, <laughs> uh, M- but Melissa's aunt breaks the news that Susan's family moved back to town for unknown reasons. Yeah, they're oh, acting boy. real shady. Mm-hmm. I do love the setup. Some, yeah, something's not right. But that house is perfectly like those shots of just kind of the house with that weird door up there throughout. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. It really sets a weird mood. It's eerie. Yeah. Those are good shots. Good looking house. Weird door. Weird <laughs> doors are like great, you know? And one thing that I struggle with is seeing these as a grown adult is really really suspending disbelief. Like as a kid, mm. you see these things and it's like, I try not to be like, you know, like like a Chris Taylor and be too contrarian, <laughs> too contrarian about everything. And just like, oh, that can't be. That door that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> 
but but there's always like the logical part that comes in of like, yeah, that's weird. Maybe you wouldn't pick up as a kid. Sure, sure. Yeah, you're not asking too many questions. Yes. Yeah. You assume whoever's made the episode knows what they're doing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> also, this um, the fall setting is nice. Mm. I want to yeah, point that right. out. Yeah. Feels very October-ish. Yeah. Borderline Wellsvillian. Sure. Like a, kind of like could be in Pete and Pete in Wellsville. I do love seeing the leaves blow around. It, yeah. It really gives uh, the sense of the wind blowing. Yeah. yeah. Death is in the air. <laughs> did, did anyone notice that when the wind was blowing, that massive double-seated rocking chair was oh. blowing in the wind? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they showed that multiple times. And what are yeah. they insinuating? That the doll's spirit is <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> It's sloshing uh, around like a waterbed. <laughs> it's a little confusing. At first, I was like, oh, this is brilliant because clearly she's going to be like swinging on it like yeah. the girl. Yeah. But then she wasn't. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And she doesn't have any like supernatural power of drawing the attention by, you know, swinging yeah. it. Oh, I don't yeah, think no. that they made clear what the powers at play are. <laughs> I don't know if we're getting to this point in the episode yeah. or. If I'm jumping ahead, but like it's not clear. She's what is? It's not clear what the powers are hmm. at play. We'll get there. <laughs> With nothing to do all weekend, Melissa spends the next day bored, sitting on the tire swing when she spots someone in the window at the old Henderson house. Mm. Great moment. Ooh. We just passed my favorite line, which oh. is. Septic tank? Yeah. No thanks. Sounds fun. Oh. No thanks. <laughs> hey, Melissa. I got some work to do on the septic tank. Want to lend a hand? Septic tank. Gee, sounds like fun, but uh, no thanks. <laughs> Suit yourself. I like that part because it, as many times, and I know Uncle Pete didn't sound like that, but every time <laughs> I think of it, it's like I just get the thought of like, I'm like, hey, Melissa, you want to help with the septic tank? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's not what happened. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, you were, you were, Candace, you were absolutely right. That was, I, I literally laughed out loud when that happened. It was a, it's a show-stopping line. Yeah. But I feel like as a kid, I probably didn't even register it. Because I probably didn't know what a septic tank was. <laughs> yeah. And was he carrying a ladder when he was asking that? Or am I making mm. that up? Ooh. He was carrying something, He's, for sure. He was, like, prepared to do work. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> climbing into it's uh i like it because it gives you the sense that they're busy the parents are busy doing stuff or whatever yeah the aunt, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah you know yeah they, they don't can, have time they to can like, hardly keep, keep an eye on her yeah yeah <laughs> melissa wanders next door to explore and finds the door unlocked but when she steps inside the house is empty except for some covered furniture and I think is effective. Oh yeah, <laughs> they they did such a great job with that scene. Like when it opens, because everything's got that weird lighting to mm, it. Yeah, and yeah, are yeah. Covered just enough where it's like, why? Are, what happened here? Yeah, it's haunting. The scene looks yeah. great. Does anyone know what's up? It's not this episode. It's like every piece of visual medium where it's like, we abandoned this house. We don't want this stuff, but we covered it sheets because mm. like we don't want. Yeah. I don't want this, but I also don't want it to be dusty. Yeah, I think that's, is it a, that's correct. Weird. Is this something that happens in real life, or is hmm. it just how I think, abandoned houses are portrayed? Yeah. Everything's always covered in a sheet, and it's like, yeah, that's true. if I don't want it, I don't care if it's dusty. I think the plan is to come back, because Susan will come back. 
I do like the idea that they it that's placed in my head from this that they like were so upset they just had to leave. Like yeah. they had to leave all this stuff here. They didn't have to But to Candace's point they had to leave in a hurry, but not such a hurry that they didn't cover well, the furniture. Well, like, I don't want my sofa to get, like... <laughs> like, our daughter is missing, but I'll be damned if anything <laughs> stains this couch. You know what? If I want to sell this on Facebook Marketplace, it's got to be in good condition. We do find out, though, that Aunt... Uh, uh, Sally. Aunt Sally, like, kind of... Takes care of the place. She's a, okay. she's a caretaker. That makes sense. Okay, it's possible. Maybe she's yeah, and she's to... really hopping in and out as we find yeah. out. She yeah. knows her way around the house. She's just poking around. Uh, searching the halls of the house, Melissa discovers a ladder in one of the closets and climbs up to the attic, where she comes across an elaborate dollhouse designed to look just like the house she's standing in. Boy, even that's effective. Oh yeah, that's like creepy. It's the same house that you're in. You know, it's a little weird. Um, as she peeks into one of the windows, a miniature drawer slams shut, and she trips backward, Love knocking it. down a sheet to reveal an ornate door built into the attic wall. This whole scene oh, is boy. great. Yeah. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> I like it how her, her first thought was that a mouse must have slammed that door from the other side. <laughs> right when she falls, it's like that zoom focus into like a mouse trap with cheese on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't even put that together. Good call. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> But they clearly don't have a mouse problem if that that's had to been there for oh, yeah. a year. Good point. No yeah. mouse bit. <laughs> Unless Aunt Sally's setting the traps. Ooh, that's true. <laughs> Is Aunt Sally behind all this? There's a good question. Whoa. Maybe that's why they don't want her up there. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty convenient. <laughs> but before Melissa can open the door, her aunt shows up and drags her back home. Okay, I just want to point out there's like uh, a weird ass moment here where um, uh, Aunt Sally says like I don't want you snooping around after what happened, yeah. and Melissa says oh, like what happened, and I, I'm not even kidding. Literally, Aunt Sally like sprints, like oh, sprints. No, she runs out of the fridge. Yes, and, and, and <laughs> Melissa's like what happened, and like full like arms like raced away from her niece I'm like I've never seen an adult react this way to a child's question oh Melissa I don't know it's just that I'd rather you kept away after what happened after what? what happened? Aunt Sally what happened? Aunt Sally uh, okay. Do you know what I'm talking right. about? Yeah, I mean, I know yeah. the moment. The next scene is on the porch then yeah, of her talking yeah. to her. but Like, she's so upset she couldn't even <laughs> stand yeah. to hear the question. Yeah, really, yeah. she's about to be busted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that was it. That actually lends a little more credence hey, to it. Mm. We've cracked this thing open. <laughs> uh, Sally is adamant that Melissa stay away from the house. But when Melissa questions her aunt, she lets slip that something happened there. Mm-hmm. Unable to keep the truth from her niece any longer, Aunt Sally tells Melissa that last winter, Susan disappeared. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, I, I think it, her supposed, quote, best friend has been gone for a year. <laughs> and, and there was, like, no apparent, like, change in her life. <laughs> Like a, a missing child, the it the the okay. it's so buried in this episode that like a child is missing and has been missing for a year, and everybody's been like, "Too bad about Susan." 
Huh? Well, like, think... No, it's like she's calling this girl her best friend. Well, she's just visiting. She. It's not like nowadays where they're like on the texting each other. There's no way for her to know. I still can't believe that um, I st- that Aunt Sally and Uncle Pete didn't be like, "Yo, Melissa, uh, yo, your your friend's not here anymore." <laughs> yeah, she, and maybe she died. Like she's gone. Yeah. I mean, I I, I do get what you're saying, but I think it adds a like a depth to the episode of that. Usually, are you afraid the dark doesn't go to of like a missing child? It's almost more like Stephen King than uh, DJ McHale. But it's like not even the headline of this episode. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Uh. Okay. I mean, yeah. I I do like that how uh, kind of uh, morbid it is for Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, yeah. And you can't spend too it's much a... time on it. It can't be an episode about him. It can't. I do understand what you're saying, but it also can't be an episode about. Uh... Yeah, it's not Law and Order. I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Melissa will take the law into her own hands here. Oh, yeah. she, she is displaying a psychopathic, like, fearlessness about, like, I've been mm. here a day. What's going on? I'm going to walk in this abandoned house that's not mine. <laughs> Ooh, look, an, a, a ladder to yeah, the attic. Whatever. Ladder. Like, yeah. she doesn't hesitate. Yeah, There's nothing pretty... chasing her. She's yeah. just like, I'm bored. What's yeah. this? And, like, no, not phased by any of it. Oh, she's. I mean, I think she's upset. Just oh, when she hears like her friend is yeah, potentially yeah. dead, I guess. But she's pretty fearless, though. She's, she's like, like one of those psycho rock climbers that like don't have enough dopamine in their head, so they climb like, <laughs> like, ro- like wrong. free. They free whatever free solo. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the thinking of it was like, well, it's a kid by themselves. They no longer have anything to do. They're gonna get into things. I guess mm-hmm. so. Yeah, going into a house as a kid by yourself that's abandoned. I didn't have the. I've heard. Of, I mean, I've heard of it. Sure, from people like in my life, okay. supposedly. Okay. I guess I don't know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, the whole town searched for Susan, but they couldn't find her. Whole town came out. Th- this was sad. When oh, Aunt yeah. Sally was like, they couldn't bear to be at the house. Yeah. But what if she comes back? They oh, couldn't get God. rid of it. That part was like, that's really sad. Yeah, that's brutal for. Her. Yeah. This show, I feel like. Great setup for the creepy house. Um, that night, Melissa overhears her aunt and uncle arguing, and she finds out that after Susan disappeared, her mom said it was the house that got her. Mm. Oh, yeah, that just the way that that was said, too, was like, she said it was the house that got her. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't have lied to her about the Henderson girl in the first place. I didn't want to ruin her weekend. You didn't tell her what Marge Henderson said about the house, did you? Shh. She might hear you. No, of course not. Anyway, Marge was beside herself with grief. She didn't know what she was saying. Maybe not, but she said it pretty clearly. It was the house that got her. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Pete has had Uncle enough. Pete. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Stop you tiptoeing around this. Yeah. yeah, she said it pretty clearly. <laughs> we, are going, we are going to talk four feet from this child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have to have this conversation right here. Um, yeah. Uh, later, Melissa wakes to the sound of Susan's voice calling, and she looks out the window to see a light in the attic next door. I thought that was one of the creepiest parts. Mm-hmm. Just when she looks, then you see the, the light flicker out oh, that yeah, weird well, yeah. waking up. That would have been a hard note for me. I'd have shut the <laughs> See? And she's just like, hmm. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Let's needs investigated, I guess. 
And I'm like, sorry, Susie, drop the blinds. <laughs> we're done here. Yes. But this is the only time we ever hear, like, the creepy ghost voice. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and can And can only Melissa hear it? And can Melissa only hear it when she's, like, within There's a logic certain radius sure, of sure. the house? There's logic problems here, especially because, like, at some crucial moments, once she meets Susan the doll, she seems half mute, half not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sure. Like, she couldn't have called like that? Or, no. Is what you're saying? No. That's not what you're saying? Or? No, I don't think uh, she could uh, have uh, called. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Um... Yeah, you're but right. it's creepier right. if she does. It's bizarre. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> which also implies that her presence has extended outside of mm. the house, yeah. which is str- mm. which was interesting. That is interesting, and could explain the swing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's why she couldn't talk by then. She spent all her energy trying to move that swing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that theory too. And Sally put the swing there knowing she would use all her energy on the swing. Yes. Stop calling out towards people. Uh, swiping her aunt's keys. Melissa <laughs> sneaks over the dark night. And this is like an old timey set of like jail keys. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> For some reason, it's not a giant ring and they're like big heavy keys. Yeah. They want you to know yeah. what she's got. Yeah, she's going to the dungeon of the Chateau <laughs> Deep. Yes. When Melissa gets to the attic, she discovers a light inside the dollhouse and another shining from the keyhole of the attic door. Yeah, super cool. Love. Yeah, there's some yeah. really good photography in oh, this yeah. episode, mm. uh, including the shot that's about to come up. Is like, well, go ahead. Yeah, she uh, she opens the door and sees Sue's wandering around inside. Melissa. Susan. Melissa. Susan, you're going the wrong way. Melissa. No! Uncle Pete! Melissa, are you all right? Yes, but Susan, she's still here in the house! Melissa! Please, let me go, I saw her! Melissa, listen to me, come here! But, it, okay, but, but it's that, it's yeah, that... Yeah. I wrote down, it's like a, Spiel, a Steven Spielberg yeah. shot of, like, she opens the dollhouse door, her silhouette's in the glowing light. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks... Bra- bravo, David Winning. You, <laughs> you're <laughs> winning. Yeah, I mean one of the one of the great shots in the series. It it felt like a scene from The Shining when mm. that door opened. Yeah, um, I was gonna say uh, Close Encounters. It's like mm. this the yeah. kid opening the door. Yes, yeah. the aliens are outside. Or whatever. Yeah. it's like the same. Shot. But I love the ambition. It's great. I'm it's sure great. it's a, a reference. <laughs> I'm, I love the ambition of the director being like, I don't care that. Yeah. This. And Canadian the fr- Nick show. Like. And the frozen <laughs> shot. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. it looks great. It, like, yeah, the <laughs> staging of it, it all just looks really good. Yeah, I, and I, I love the contrast, too, of just that dreary attic to everything's bright, pastel. Yeah. yeah. Super bright, that light coming out. It's like, the first time you're watching this episode, it's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I'm just yeah, looking at Candace's face like, what are you nerds <laughs> talking about? <laughs> I'm just really glad you guys were having fun. <laughs> If someone has to compare this episode to Steven Spielberg, it's us. <laughs> it won't be me. Um, but when Melissa tries to step through the door, Uncle Pete suddenly grabs her and pulls her back. 
Melissa tells him she saw Susan, but he shows her that the only thing behind the door is the yard below. Mm. Oh, boy. And also, I, I know I, I had said this a little bit before, too, but it, un- Uncle Pete, to me, seems like one of the most wholesome characters I've seen in this thing. <laughs> yeah. He just yeah, seems he's a like good a good dude. Good point. <laughs> I think what's unique in this episode, both with Sally and Pete, is that there's actual adult acting going on. Um, like, yeah, yeah, usually, oh, are, yeah. You, are You Afraid of the Dark does not give adults much to do. And when they do, it's really, like, kind of mechanical. Mm. But especially once we get to the scene of the end when they think they've lost oh, Melissa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, boy, this this is the part for adults on Are You Afraid of the Dark. Like, they are acting. Yeah. <laughs> Capital A. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love this yard being outside the door like this as so a kid. Cool. Just was so weird that I liked it. It's yeah. like, what the hell is happening here? I liked it too. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day, no one will believe what Melissa saw, and Uncle Pete heads next door to board up the attic door. I even love that. It's like he's going to board it up. It's going to be impossible to get Susan now. Um, <laughs> taking matters into her own hands, Melissa finds a hammer and some twine and sneaks next door to break back into the house. She pries the boards off the attic door, and using the twine to mark her path, she enters a strange hallway on the other side. Can, can, can we back up for just a yeah. quick second? <laughs> that, that scene with, so again, with the suspending disbelief kind of thing, when she was approaching the door, I'm like, oh, let me guess, they didn't lock the door. And then they did, and then she she comes up she comes at the window with the hammer, just puts it through no hesitation. <laughs> she's like, I oh, reaches her arm in, like she's about to lift the stereo. <laughs> yeah, so it true. is it is pretty bold. I mean, the stakes are high; they couldn't be higher. Yeah. I mean, she, frankly, yeah, she does know now that Susan is in danger. Mm-hmm. Like she she's seen her, right? Yeah. And uh, we when we were kids, you I'm missing. Let's say I'm, I was missing, mm-hmm. and you find out that I was turning into a doll. What, would you go through these lengths? Well, I'd say this is actually this is a good, uh, <laughs> good question. <laughs> Thank you. Because suddenly, like suddenly, I'm thinking, okay, if you went, like, if suddenly one day your house was empty, yeah, I, it's possible, it theoretically be, yeah. possible, I could go inside. Um, yeah, if I had gone missing and my family had left and it's just abandoned. Like, yeah, yeah. maybe what's stopping you and you've been in the house so many times yeah. you might be yes. comfortable being like alright I know my way around Yeah, mm-hmm. familiar with it Yeah, makes it somewhat believable yeah okay good <laughs> so you are good. saving me no, no, yeah, yeah. he did not answer that yeah. question oh my god if I saw all this stuff yeah yeah I was trying to avoid the question um, no if I saw all this like if I actually saw this and was convinced that it was something real like I'd check it out again for sure try to save you do my best <laughs> appreciate that um, leave the little twine trail which I, thought <laughs> was like, oh, I thought that was a cool yeah that is oh, like very it. classic kid like yeah. i'll figure this out yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. was a good visual mm-hmm. definitely um, when the ho- when the house begins to tremble around her, Melissa looks out the window to see her aunt, huge, walking through the attic. Oh, love this shot. So oh, good. And suddenly she realizes that she's inside the dollhouse. Mm. I don't even care if I'm following the logic. It's just fun. Yeah. You know what? (laughs) Even um, on top of, like, the visuals being good, um, like, when she gets close to the dollhouse, she, like, rings her finger. Like, she's she's concerned about what's going on. Yeah, she's anxious. She's playing with her wedding ring. Yeah. Yeah. 
Just little details. Yeah. Although she could be anxious for different reasons, as of now, kind of. Oh, like yeah. oh, yeah, possibly. <laughs> Cat's coming out of the bag. <laughs> Am I gonna have to kill my own niece? <laughs> uh, just then, Melissa hears a voice calling to her, and she's relieved to find her friend Susan. But the girl looks and acts strange, and she reveals that the house has been slowly turning her into a doll. Hmm. I knew you'd come. What's wrong with you? You look just like a doll. But how? What's happened to you? You turned into a doll. The dollhouse did this to you? Okay, look. You sit here. I'll be right back. It's the attic. Yes, I'm going to take you back to the attic. The attic. Yes, the attic. Don't worry. Everything's going to be all right. And, and that was another scene, too. Like, when, when she starts talking and then Susie's in the chair, it's just so yeah. unsettling with the pan. And then Melissa was like, oh, yeah, hey. Like, very mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this girl's made of stone. <laughs> yeah, she is, like, painted up to look like porcelain. Looks yeah. great. Such a good... Oh, it looks oh. okay. Oh. <laughs> all right, go on and bring it. The the eyebrow makeup was like really um, crooked. Um, here's my question: Now the power is that the lost girl Susan is mm -hmm. slowly turning into a doll. Like the longer you're in the house, the more you turn into a doll. Yeah. But she's been gone for like a year. But this transformation is happening in front of Melissa's eyes so quickly that you can like see it from shot to shot. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this while I was watching this, um, and I'm not sure that it ever quite, like, if you follow it, it I think it all makes sense, sort of, within the episode, obviously. Um, like, she could have been there, maybe, to, maybe it goes pretty slow. She's been there for a while, since last winter, so maybe it's happening pretty slow, and then when it, be it's just beginning to happen to Melissa, maybe that would take, like, months for her to get stuck. Maybe it wasn't wasn't so drastic that they get out. But I guess she, Susan she, does, it is having fast. Susan does seem to be changing. It's uh, like from scene to scene like my hand broke off. It's almost like yeah, the more active you are, the more you turn, which is maybe why hmm. Susan why okay. why Susan's so like stationary. She's just you guys can't see it, but I'm really sitting still. <laughs> this is an Confirmed. audio medium. <laughs> she uh like she's giving very minimal answers. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. two word answers. Okay, so you're saying the dollhouse is like quicksand, and the more you try to get out of yeah. it, the more you're in trouble. I think so. Wow. I think that's the way. I think that's the way Aunt Sally designed it. Okay. I mean, this. Just wish <laughs> this is becoming more impressive of an episode. Each take. We've 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 filled in a lot of the uh, empty areas here. There's a lot that needs filled in. Um. Melissa promises to get Susan out, but when she tries to go back to the attic, the door has disappeared. Mm. Love this, and just uh, her following the twine, and then where where did <laughs> yes, it go? It's gone. It's like, I like it too. Just yeah. a good moment, good visual moment. Uh, also, this dollhouse looks good inside. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, it looks it's very different. Yeah. I'd live there. She's <laughs> <laughs> the size of that salt on the table. Good for days. <laughs> With the telltale 
Telltale signs of turning into a doll already showing on her hands. Melissa follows the floor plan of the real house and realizes that the closet leading to the attic is behind a large bureau in the hallway. Mm. Yeah, this is good. It is good. It is tough to move. (laughs) It's huge. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is. No debate. Uh, Melissa tries to get Susan to help her pull it over, but Susan reveals that her hand has turned to porcelain. The bureau, right? We've got to move it to get to the attic. The bureau's too big. You've got to help me. I can't. You have to. If we don't move that bureau, we can't ever get out of here. I'll try again. That puppy, that puppy comes right off. <laughs> it's like like Chubb from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is... Listen, we're sitting with two non-Nick kids, which I love. But I think as Nick kids, this shot of Susan, especially the hand coming yeah. off, was like pretty iconic. Are you oh, yeah. Dark? It was... Uh, yeah, right. Pretty freakish, and yeah, 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 I think yeah it was, totally. I think it, I think it's become kind of a lasting, yeah, for sure thing. Um, I also just want to mention that the sound effects in this episode are really good, especially the sounds of Susan when she's like moving. You mm. just hear these like little clinks in the background, like it's her joints. Mm. You know, yeah, um, it's just really effective. Uh, using all her strength, Melissa manages to knock the bureau over and bring Susan up to the dollhouse attic. And, and, and again, just to highlight just how much of a beast Melissa is. So after after, after ripping those boards that her that her uncle Pete nailed yeah, to the door, yeah. to keep that thing, she comes in there, and looks effortlessly, just pulls them right off, and just rips the bureau down. And it's like she is there is zero chill. Yeah, she yeah. is on a mission. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Oh yeah, girl power. There's also, um, we should mention, like, uh, even though we've pointed out a lot of plot holes or whatever, what have you's, uh... Not gonna change my score. It really, (laughs) it it really, um, is a well-written and put-together episode. Mm -hmm. Like, especially in the context of the entire show, Mm -hmm. uh... I mean, all of this makes some sort of sense. Even if you, like, stop and pick it apart and it doesn't quite make sense, like, you get instantly what they're trying to do the whole time yeah and realistically given the amount of time that they have to convey all this stuff there's there's gonna be these yeah you're right Janus. (laughs) (laughs) might have changed my score just then Ah. up to a two (laughs) (laughs) this time when melissa opens the attic door instead of leading into the real attic it leads back to the yard outside we're on our way. Yeah. Another, like, I mean, maybe this doesn't make full sense, but I love this. Because <laughs> Melissa. It's so weird. And Melissa herself even said, this is impossible. Yeah, yeah. Out, so acknowledging, like, this is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Her mind's blown. Yeah. There's, so are ours. Yes, of yes. course. Oh, yeah. There's some kind of dimension here, right? There's a dimension between the door yes. and the world because there's that little effect where she kicks her foot out yeah. and we get that wobble. So cool. Um,. <laughs> I think it's cool, but I it, it is one part where I'm like, what? Huh? Out of nowhere, a force field. I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't understand why we actually even needed a force field. Why couldn't they have just been on the roof? Uh, on the actual roof, right? Isn't that and like they... climbed out onto the roof? Yeah. Well, oh, why did then they you have just to shout show down? The... Yeah, I guess they could. Hey, have we're done up here. That. Although. 
But I like it. Co- I think it's cool because it's like one last trick of the house to like mm-hmm. keep you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, like it's playing with you. Yeah. Yeah. Did anyone also notice that scene? All the bird poop on the roof. <laughs> oh. Uh, I thought that it was like a bad paint job. Yeah. Oh, that's what okay. I was Unprofessional. Too. But I love that we were both like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> on those shingle? Do you know how expensive a roof is? This yeah. thing is trashed." Exactly. Yeah. Just slather that on. Good Thank luck. Thank you. Yeah. I-, I just assumed it was feces. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. It's yeah. just one of those things. That's the biggest mystery. Of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> the tail of the bird poop. <laughs> Uh, the girls sit out on the, on the ledge and jump, only to pass through the image of the yard and disappear. Where have they gone? We don't even know yet. <laughs> Meanwhile, Aunt Sally is in tears, blaming herself for losing her niece, when she suddenly spots Melissa running through the yard. Yeah. I'm sure she'll turn up safe and sound. It's the same as Susan. Exactly the same. I mean, it was someone else who broke into the house. I mean... For all we know, Melissa could be out going for a walk. Oh, Peter. Look. Aunt Sally! Aunt Sally! Uncle Pete! Melissa! That, that scene, this scene yeah. of Aunt Sally. Yeah, that's like, heavy. It is. It's yeah. very, that very music, good. That, that music in the background to it, it's like, really sets the tone for like, oh no, she's gone. Yeah. Um... There are, yeah, there are <laughs> some, like, Twin Peaks-esque feels here between the music, the moodiness, mm. the vibe. I love this scene of Aunt Sally just breaking down, like, I could have done more. Yeah. And Uncle Pete just being like, no, no, you couldn't have. <laughs> 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 we gave it our best shot. <laughs> she, she's gone. <laughs> and like at Uncle Pete's just like, oh, she'll probably come home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she probably went for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> even though, even though they, they reference the broken glass, yeah, like, oh, yeah. somebody else is in there. He's just embarrassed because she like undid his shoddy woodwork. <laughs> that was literally everything we could have done. Could have been anybody who broke in there. I'll never get a second crack at that septic tank. <laughs> Melissa reveals that she disappeared just like Susan when Susan suddenly steps out of the house, oh. having turned back to normal. I disappeared just like Susan, and I found her! What are you saying? Look! Man, she looks so normal. Yeah, so normal. It's unbelievable <laughs> how normal she is. Yeah, besides that big dress. <laughs> yeah. um, it had to warm your heart a little bit. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Felt good. Yeah. Is that the end of the... Uh, that's the end of the story proper. Oh, because the only thing that I wanted to add to it when, when they talked about the, like, I guess the prologue, as it were, and they, they talked about burning the dollhouse. Oh, yeah. Like, that was... that You are, you are not messing around. That very night, Melissa's uncle burned the dollhouse in a big bonfire in the backyard. As it went up in flames, Melissa wondered where the door in the Henderson's attic would lead now that there was no dollhouse left. The end. Yeah. Where would it lead to? Oh, you awake? I love it. I love this. Uh, Uncle Pete immediately went out and burned the dollhouse that night. They had yeah. a great yeah. big bonfire. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Um, the only thing about that, though, is they say Melissa wondered where the door in the attic would lead now. And I remember even as a kid thinking... Well, it leads yeah, out onto the 
roof now. Or yeah. whatever. Like, nowhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, the portal. It's just gone. a door yeah. in your head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, after Gary puts out the fire, Kiki finds a doll that looks just like Tucker. And he asks Betty Ann where she got it. She tells him, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Boy, we need that Betty Ann story where she got the yeah, where see. she got the Tucker doll. <laughs> Had to be Sardo. Uh, Had to be. Love it. Ooh, <clears throat> nice, nice. I mean, feels good just to be in this world. Yeah, absolutely. Very tight. Couple characters, you know, not overloaded. Like pretty much two sets or two settings. Yeah. And, um, I mean, you guys seem maybe less affected by it now, but I, as a kid, I really felt like this was a very, this was an episode that just worked. Yeah. Like, everything in it made me creeped out. Yeah, I wonder if our, I wonder if we have a bias because we've kind of like maybe got in a bit for so long. Yeah. Could be. I think. I mean, what Seamus, what you said about like they they got a they got whatever thirty minutes to tell the story. Mm. Yeah. You know, so like what's missing is like. What vexed this dollhouse? Yeah. Why is it trapping kids? True. How did it get here? Why mm. this house? Where did the portal come from? There's no villain. Like, like we circling back to the beginning where it was like doll maker. I thought we were gonna find a villain in the dollhouse, a villain in the attic, maybe. I'm glad maybe we didn't the though. villain is <laughs> yeah. Okay. That would have been a whole different level of sick. But what I'm saying, is, but like, what? It's it's like a it's a haunted dollhouse, but like, yeah. how, who who left this crux? You're right. And then you could just burn it, and that and that takes care of it. You know, there's like the motivation is like missing, but taking into account the time, and also I was happy to have a story that's just focused on like, hey, like a great friend. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that that theme should be enough. And I can, like Seamus said, like, suspend some of my commentary for, yeah. like, what? The, I, what? A portal? A force field? A ghost voice? <laughs> this doesn't match. But, you know, I love, I love, a, I'll do anything for my friend, even though she's been gone for a year and I didn't know. You know, the power of friendship. I like it. It's, it's a strong enough theme. I think you're right about there being no villain and it being kind of weird. But uh, also, again, in the context of the show, I kind of like that. Because it's a rare situation where you, you're you left to wonder, like, where did this thing come from? Okay. And what was the purpose of it? And whatever. Yeah. Isn't there one with, like, a haunted door in a basement and it, like, eats a bike? Yeah, oh, dark music. That, that one was yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like no villain running that either. No. So you know, no. it happens. Not, it just yeah, yeah. Maybe it's scarier that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it could is. be anything in your house. Yeah, something to think about, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, do you guys want to talk about what went into this? Sure. Yeah. Hi, this is Bios Trivia Ratings. Stray observations. Um, so I had to take a look at all the main players in this one because I was just so curious. Yeah. Um, we'll never talk about them again, <laughs> yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> um, so Melissa was played by Maya Fillar, and uh, she's been in other stuff like The Busy World of Richard Scarry, mm. Forever Night, mm-hmm. Flash Forward, Goosebumps, Tales from the Crypt Keeper. She did uh, voices in The Sims, the game. Mm. Oh. 
Um, and she was also a writer on Property Brothers. And what? Wow. <laughs> and ba- and she's currently a writer on Big Food Bucket List. Wow. On, uh, Food Network. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm cool. Property Brothers have writers. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just their natural personality. <laughs> <laughs> They're so zany. Um, Susan Henderson is played by Amanda Walsh. And she also, you might recognize her from The Tale of the Door Unlocked. Sure did. Super weird that she was in two door episodes. Yeah, that like, is, what is, the does hell? that make her typecasted? <laughs> <laughs> she was never able to find work again. Yes. <laughs> uh, she also appeared in Smallville, Veronica Mars, Disturbia, Grimm, NCIS, Lost Girl, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Wow. Uh, and Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Of course. Um, <laughs> and she was a story editor on Schitt's Creek. Oh, wow. That's pretty yeah. big. Yeah. Good pretty for crazy. her. Yeah, yeah. For both of them. Canadian work. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see Property Brothers on that list. But... <laughs> <laughs> we all, we can't all get that kind of job. Um, Aunt Sally was played by Eve Crawford, and she appeared in a ton of stuff, including the Twilight Zone 1988 series, Alfred Hitchcock Ooh. Presents, Friday the 13th, the series, oh. Goosebumps, Famous Jet Jackson, Mean wow. Girls, and Degrassi, The Next Generation. Oh, mm. it's not a niche. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Uncle Pete similarly was in a ton of stuff. Uh, he's played by Sam Stone. And his very first role was in Scanners, hmm. uh, the David Cronenberg movie. Uncredited. Wow. Pretty weird. Um, That's a shame. Then uh, he also appeared in Police Academy 3, Meatballs 3. Hey-o. <laughs> uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Dora the Explorer, Dead Zone the Series, and I don't know if you remember this, a movie called The Paperboy. Oh, yeah. From the early 90s. Oh, yeah, we, we watched it. I'm absolutely sure I watched we, it with you. We rented it, I think, multiple times. Probably, like, the only people that have ever rented it. Um, just, like, a horrible yeah. sort of uh, horror bad. movie. Yeah. Paperboy's, like, a murderous paperboy. Yeah. Um, but Uncle Pete made an appearance. Okay. I like it. I like it. Well, as uh, mentioned, this episode's directed by David Winning, uh, and... We've discussed a few of his episodes before, but uh, they're all, I think, just on verses, so we've never really discussed him. So he's responsible for such Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes as The Tale of C7, The Tale of the Unfinished Painting, The Tale of the Quiet Librarian, The, t- the Tale of the Long Ago Locket, Dream Girl, um, Watcher's Woods, Shiny Red Bicycle, Dream Machine, and Locker 22. So some great ones and some yeah. real stinkers, but yeah. uh, he also worked on <laughs> Goosebumps. It came from Beneath the Sink, Dinotopia, Stargate Atlantis, uh, and I don't remember because I wrote this a while ago. But I just wrote that he is insanely busy. Like, uh, like it seems like every couple months he's working on something. So nice. he's still very active in the television community. Great directorial effort yeah. on this episode. Um, do you have any trivia? Just one little piece. Okay. Uh, but it's pretty good. Uh, this episode can be seen playing in an episode of Pen 15 called <gasps> Vendi Wickeny. Oh. Um, <laughs> they're like yeah. watching it right at the beginning of the episode. You can just start it. It's yeah. right there. Okay. Uh, wow. Pretty good. I wonder how they chose this. Yeah. Some, this... Somebody had a strong connection to yeah. it. Yeah. This is kind of ringing a bell now. Loved Pen 15. <laughs> can't recommend it enough go to hulu watch it so funny um that's a good one 
Uh, no trivia here. Any stray observations? Uh, I got a few. Okay. Um, uh, did you? <laughs> you might have caught when the Hendersons moved. Did you know this? Oh, they said when? Yeah. I mean, approximately. No. Earlier no. that spring. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Not that interesting. But... Uh, what don't Aunt Sally and Uncle Pete have? Cable. Oh, oh of course. Oh. Yeah. Tough up. Man, right. She's right there with you. Yeah, <laughs> see? She, she was watching Gargoyles with the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when Melissa's bored in the yard, her uncle asks... Oh, yeah, I already get this. Uh, oh, Mrs. Henderson's first name. <laughs> Did you get wow. Oh. Why it was even included, Susan's I don't know. Susan's mom's name? Yeah. I don't know. Jane. It, <laughs> no. Uh, it's Marge. 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 Yeah. Of course it is. Um, Aunt Sally says they don't want to be late for what? Bingo. Bingo. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> but she seems excited about that. She's like pumped for bingo. Yeah, she yeah. was amped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, they don't have cable. That's true. <laughs> Desperate. <laughs> um, inside the attic of the dollhouse, there's a bunch of like big to her stuff, big to Melissa's stuff. Uh, did you catch any of it? A pencil. That that was one of them. <laughs> one with like a big scrolls of paper or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a bunny. Um, but there was like some kind of stuffed animal, or was I, it a bear? I think it was a kangaroo. There was kangaroo. a bear though. Okay. Um, any other? No. Uh, there was also a scissors, a plotted a potted plant, mm. um, a record, and mm. and I wanted to mention the Christmas ornament specifically. One little moment that I love in this episode is when she's coming up into the attic and the Christmas ornament's like on top of the trap oh, door yeah. and it moves yeah. when oh. she comes up. Like, how did it get there? Yeah. The prop people Ooh. had fun on this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that, it. that did bother me with those scrolls of paper were. I could hmm. not figure that out. There were load-bearing scrolls, <laughs> I oh. suspect. <laughs> load-bearing scrolls. <laughs> the LBSs. <laughs> um, there's one... Um, there's one item on the bureau that's pro prominently mm. featured when she's trying to push it. Yeah. Did you catch what it is? It's very weird. It's a yeah. raccoon. It's a porcelain <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> it's right in her face. And she's right struggling there. to try to move There's like thing. four objects on this huge bureau and one's just this raccoon. <laughs> I also noticed, because when I was little, I collected what's called stone critters. Mm. Did, did you guys? No. It was a craze. Not like the Beanie Babies craze, but around the same time. But you could go to the Hallmark <laughs> store, and they had a whole display of stone critters. Hmm. And they were like statues, but they were all animals. Anyways, that's what I collected. So I was like, oh. A stone critter? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> no takers. Continue. Someone out there is nodding. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, take a look at ratings. This, this puppy has an 8 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, so out of five Kreb stars, what did you give the tale of the Dalmaker? Uh, I'm, I sort of can't believe that I'm going to give it this after all of this ripping it apart, but I'm going to give it a five out of five. Mm. Uh, Perfect score, I, folks. I, I just think it's like, 
it's a necessary episode in like the whole series amongst the whole series. It does a lot of things other episodes don't do. It's totally effective, I think. I mean, at least to me, it yeah. was. Um, it's. I just think it's like a really surprisingly strong episode. I didn't even think going into it that I was going to rate it this high, but rewatching it, I'm like, I'm starting to get freaked out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah I, I gotta give it a five. Uh, Candace, what did you give Dollmaker? I'll give it a... Oh, you're changing your mind. <laughs> oh. It's a three and a half. Okay. Because hmm. I've just added half a point for the friendship. Hmm. For the strength okay. of the friendship. Okay. So, so it was a three. It was a three. But three and a half. For some, like, missing context, um, missing motivation. Yeah. Um, But... Plus a half point for the power of friendship. I like it. Nice. Okay. Three and a half. Seamus out of five. What did you give the doll maker? Well, in short. <laughs> as short as possible. <laughs> in short, the episode loved it. Whoa. I'm, I'm right there with Andrew. I would give this I would give this gold across the board for five stars. Wow. And the reason being, like the when you watch it. It seems hard to scare people. Yeah. But what this episode did multiple times was do things to unsettle you. Mm. So things with like the lighting, things with things moving, just these little details that they paid attention to were very, and again, to drop the U word, unsettling. <laughs> like I, I love that part of it because it's just, it had such a creepy, deliberate feel to it that as, as you know, hearing us all talk about it i was thinking about things that really bothered me about it and personally i couldn't really think of one so i'm going with five wow i love it i love it we're awfully generous today yeah yeah (laughs) and you're right on with the unsettlingness Mm -hmm. that is true the setting yeah the setting's great um like i said it's just a moody episode it's but in a good way it's not like um it's not boring in fact it flew kind of by um i gotta give this a five Wow. I just got it. Wow. Um, I, 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 uh, it was always an episode that I think maybe I pushed back on a little bit growing up of like, and it may have been cause I saw it so much, hmm. one of those type of things. But when you have some distance and you just like, I got to sit down and watch it, it really, you're right. All those little touches are really effective. The curtain moving, um, when she looks up the, like, I love the dollhouse when she gets up to the attic and the little lights on in the attic in the dollhouse. So effective. Um, I love the, they actually give some meat to the adult characters. Um, it's chaotic. It's definitely got holes, but I think in this case you just forgive it. Yeah. Um, cause it works. (laughs) So, so, I'm pleasantly surprised. I, I like giving it a five. It was hard for me to give it a five because I thought uh, I'm going to be the only one that does it for sure. But <laughs> no, there was something I couldn't resist it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and speaking of details, too, not not because we've already gone through this. Did anybody else catch that? <laughs> I like I like the idea of maybe you're about to just start at the beginning. Of the <laughs> <laughs> so just, Tucker gets to the yeah, campfire and, and says, "Hey guys." Falls down. <laughs> But but when she was when she was up in the attic and she had the flashlight, and when she aimed the flashlight at the outside of the house, that's when the light came mm, in from outside. Wow! Yeah, so cool. And that I, I didn't pick it up the first time I saw mm-hmm. it. The second time I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. that's incredible. Very cool touch. Um, 
You know, this episode almost to me felt like taking all the best things from The Lonely Ghost combined with the 13th floor and like slightly different twist, but had all the best things of both of those episodes. Mm. Yeah. Green. Nice. Uh, well, do you want to name the episode? Yeah. This is so stupid. <laughs> I, Love it. <laughs> I call this the tale of Dolly Dorist. Oh, <laughs> like, my. oh boy, <laughs> that is heavy. <laughs> the tale of Dolly Dorist. All right. <laughs> Good luck, Andrew. <laughs> uh, Candace, what did you call Dolly? I am going with the tale of the American Girl. Ooh. Wow. Which is a doll joke. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Nice. Even as a boy, I followed it. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm just checking. That's good. Nice. But yeah. also focusing on my favorite part, which was like the 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 connection between those mm. girls. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Nice. Seamus? Yeah. And I'm, I think I'm going to have to go with the tale of Sally's secret. Oh. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Yeah. That's pretty good. Nice. That's pretty good. All right. Um, what about you, Joe? I know, I'm thinking. I Let got, me guess, you have multiple. I, I have three, yeah. And you're going to have us vote. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> there was one that I seemed very to the obvious show. to me. Yeah, I'm going to go with the obvious one here. I'm going to go with what this episode should have been called, which is The Tale of the Dollhouse. It's not funny, <laughs> it's not a pun, <laughs> it's not an alliteration. But it is absolutely what this episode should have been called. <laughs> I defy anyone to argue otherwise. The Tale of the Dollhouse. So go back around again. Uh, the Tale of Dolly Dorist. The Tale of the American Girl. The Tale of Sally's Secret. <laughs> Way to sell it. I love it. In uh, the Tale of the Dollhouse. Uh, we'll, we'll post those on um, Instagram and you guys can vote. Um, I think that kind of wraps up Dollmaker. Oh, yeah. I actually have a curveball that I would like to throw at each and every one of you. Okay. Buckle up. Hope you're sitting down, which you clearly are. Oh, my God. Seamus is pulling out a dollhouse. <laughs> my hands are turning to porcelain. Oh, stop fighting it. <laughs> oh, okay, but my, my question is, I'm going through my hastily written notes. If you were going to improve just one thing or make one change to the episode, Ooh. what would it be? Why haven't we been doing this for the last 240 episodes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if everybody needs a second to think about that and digest the question, I, I could go first and get mine. Because it's, it's what spurred the question for mm -hmm. me, is thinking, you know what would make this great? Yeah. Or unless anybody else wants to go. No, please. You start us out. Okay. So for me, I thought, especially when you, when you get through it and seeing it the second time, I'm like, what if there was now hold, hold on what if there was a second dollhouse inside uh, of the dollhouse oh <laughs> what how wow. many more kids could be in there well that was kind of where my brain was going which is well, what if yeah. what if susan was not the only kid in the house yeah because that would add another dimension of like oh this has been doing this for a while yeah, yeah. And, and uncle pete what have you done <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was like fully turned to dolls. Yeah. Oh, that'd be even creepier. They're not even like a, like, a closet oh, of dolls. The transformation had yeah, taken place. It's complete. 
Maybe too morbid, though. Maybe even a that's sign a, in that the, might be too sitting much. there that's like a price for them. That might be too <laughs> much. That's actually why I thought they used the force field effect, because otherwise it looks like those girls are about to jump off a roof. <laughs> sure. Which you should not show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, oh, they, probably... the editors had to be like, tap it back. Yeah, like, yeah. No, yeah. We no, can't have them fall to the ground. <laughs> um, that's a good call. Andrew, anything come to mind? Um, I just might have done something more with like the swing in the yard and uh and the voice like just wrapped that up maybe mm. in some way not yeah. sure how exactly but yeah made sense of it yeah well great talking dot yes. maker finally hope you guys fantastic felt the same. episode <laughs> um andrew it's october 5th right now i think yeah or whenever you're listening oh, to this, it might when. be who knows what day. But sure. uh, your book's just dropped. Yep. Two, a couple days ago. It's out now. Uh, it's called The Deaths of Adam Jones. It's the third in the Space Junk series. Yes. Um, you know, it's it's got some spooky imagery. <gasps> uh, perfect for this month. Any doubts? If you want to check that out. Um, actually... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no spoilers here. Actually, no, I don't think so. But in the You're last like, book, there was. The whole last chapter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, pretty excited for that to be out. Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know, I took a little different approach. It's more of like a, sort of a meditation on death and life. and But it's humorous, like the sure. same tone as the other two. Okay. But, uh, yeah, a little cool. different. Congrats, Andrew. Thanks. Yeah. We're proud of you here. Where can, did you already mention where people can buy it? Oh, uh, you can get it on Amazon, uh, just, or, uh, just search Space Junk. It should be one of the first books. And, Walden uh, Books. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, signed copies, signed copies, if you're interested in that, are available on Etsy. Again, just oh. search Space Junk. Should be on the first page. Should cool. be pretty clear. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Um, excellent. Uh, Andrew, what are we up to next in Podtober? Uh, next time we're going to take a look at our favorite tree house of horror episodes, mm -hmm. the Simpsons, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, just, uh, I think a show that a lot of people have similarly watched a lot of and, yeah. uh, the tree house episodes are like in particular pretty good ones. So. Yeah, they're pretty endearing. Uh, yeah, we'll take a trip to Springfield. I hope you guys might join us as we talk about our favorite Treehouse of Horrors. Yeah. In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast, or you can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can hear us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend uh, that you just listened to the most rousing episode about the doll maker <laughs> that there's a new guest named Seamus who just totally changed the landscape of the whole podcast Not for the better. <laughs> <laughs> that last question I truly feel like a dummy that we haven't for every episode review done the what would you change question mm. yeah yeah it seems pretty obvious like yes. a good thing to do yeah fresh eyes fresh eyes yeah uh, <laughs> and speaking of fresh Candace fresh take <laughs> i loved it i don't i don't mind being an outsider i guess <laughs> you're a lot like melissa in that way you're, you're bold yeah you're... I, I like that you didn't just change your just say five uh, five stars you know what no i'm taking a hammer to that window <laughs>
Uh, well, we loved having you. Thank you for joining us this Podtober. It's been a long time since Ted's Saddle, I think. Hey, dude. <laughs> well, hey. No? Talk about typecast. I, I was in a bit of a hey, dude. Uh, well, you like horses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> You want to? Are you saying we just did ghost stories? Are you saying you want to get on another Hey Dude? Yeah, actually, oh, really? I, I, th- I wanted to take this time to announce I'm starting a Hey Dude podcast. Oh wow! Mm. I would, no, I'm just kidding. I would <laughs> absolutely <laughs> listen. <laughs> All right. And it was so great to have Seamus here, of course. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank, thank, glad to be tolerated. <laughs> No, it was awesome. Oh, it was, and yeah. uh, I can't wait to see where your Are You Afraid of the Dark oh, yeah. journey takes you. Oh, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a hoot. I, w- I will text you every time you start an episode. <laughs> I love it. I got I got my text of super specs on Sunday. Mm. You just did a bad one the week before that, maybe or no? Dead Man's Float. That was a good one. Yeah, that one. Uh, was Jagged Signed, didn't you? Oh, watch? you did Jagged oh, Signed. Sign. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, that's, that's a story for another day. <laughs> I mean, I guess the jagged sign doesn't have its own episode. Uh, we talked about it on worst uh, <laughs> episodes, <laughs> or at least I did. But, uh, yeah. Well, thanks, James. Yeah. Good Thank times. you. Uh, well, we hope we'll see all you Hendersons next time. Me, got myself a crying, talking, sleeping, walking, living doll. Got to do my best to please. Just cause she's a living doll Got a roving eye and that is why she satisfies my soul Got the one and only walking, talking, living doll W-A-R-T, Ward Radio, Wellsville Thank you, Andrew well, we can't keep this in. Here, start, start fresh. What are, what, are, what are we doing? We're gonna say goodbye to you. Okay, gotcha. I almost went with um, the tale of uh, the tale of Melissa and the Hendersons, like Harry and them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? No. That would have been pretty good. <laughs>